I'm talking about the man in the mirror, and I'm asking him to change his ways. Today, I want to talk to you about self-care. What does self-care look like for you? Or does the phrase self-care seem like a foreign language? If so, this is the episode that you want to listen to. Welcome to the Markeith Brayton Podcast. I am Markeith Brayton, former corporate nine-to-fiver turned lifestyle entrepreneur and personal brand business strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring personal development content and transformative interviews of some of today's most sought-after influencers and entrepreneurs who will help you unlock your fullest potential. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let the class begin. What's up? What's up? What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining me for another week of the Marquis Brayton Podcast. I'm always exceptionally excited that you join me each and every week. And as you notice, I've been uploading new podcasts on Wednesdays, testing out a new day. So let me know if you like Tuesdays or Wednesdays better. I just want to find out which day there are more downloads or which day you prefer to get the brand new episodes of the podcast. I'm always testing things out just to make sure that I serve you the best. Before we get started, I have a question for you. Have you ever considered starting your own business? Do you consider yourself to be an expert in a particular niche or field and believe that you could possibly launch a profitable business? Well, I want to invite you to have a brand maximization discovery session with me because I have since started a brand new opportunity to work with corporate professionals as well as service-based entrepreneurs to maximize their personal brands so that they no longer remain the best-kept secret but become known and paid for their expertise. I truly believe that we all have the ability to create something for ourselves to generate the income that we desire to have. Here's what I truly believe deep down in my heart, that your brand should make possible the life that you desire to live. If that's you, go to my website, www com and schedule you a brand maximization strategy session with me absolutely free. And we'll spend time talking about your idea, about your vision, about what your skill set is and how you can leverage that to create a business and to create income. All right, let's talk self-care. What does self-care look like for you? How do you define self-care? What are your regular habits of self-care? How do you take care of yourself? I was perusing Facebook not too long ago, and I came across a post by a colleague by the name of Dr. Laura Lewis. Dr. Lewis is a psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and she shared a great infographic that was entitled, Self-Care Can 
be. And so if you would like to get that infographic, you could go to Dr. Lewis's page on Facebook by just researching or searching Dr. Lewis. But she shared this infographic that had at least seven different ways that self-care can be or what self-care looks like. And I want to share those different ways with you today because I think that as I consider self-care. And as I think about the things that I do on a regular basis for self-care, I thought it would be worth sharing with those of you who listen to the podcast weekly, because I know that sometimes we neglect ourselves. I know that sometimes we don't take the time out to tend to the needs of ourselves because many of us, you know, like to serve. We like to be sure that other people are blessed and we have a tendency to take care of ourselves in the way that we should. And so I thought this would just be a great topic, not a long podcast today, but a great topic to discuss and to share the information and for you to start pondering, you know, what are some of the things that you can do to make sure that you are taking care of yourself well? All right, so here are the nine ways that Dr. Laura shared that self-care can be or what self-care looks like. Number one, self-care looks like asking for help. Don't be too prideful to ask for help when you need it. You know, we cannot go along this life, go along our dreams. We can't fulfill our visions by ourselves. And one of the things that I always share with clients of mine is that there's always somebody who can help you. And a lot of times we get so bogged down in the how when in all actuality, it's the who that we should be thinking about. Who can help us in this area where we know we're not the most strong or who can help us in this area who has an expertise. And so self-care looks like asking for help. Number two, self-care looks like spending time alone. Isn't that interesting? We live in a time where many people are always around a lot of noise, a lot of activity, a lot of just different things going on. And sometimes there are people who just have problems being alone, spending time in the quiet, spending time in a peaceful space. But self-care sometimes means that you need to pull yourself away and spend time with yourself alone. Spend time meditating, spend time praying, spend time thinking about your future, spend time planning alone so that you can, you know, take care of yourself. You don't always have to be around the crowd or to have a whole bunch of people around you or be in these spaces where there's a lot going on vying for your attention. Sometimes you do need to step away for time with yourself and just be alone and meditate, pray, read, do different things. I have found that it has been very helpful for me to take time out for myself, just by myself, going to eat by myself, going to the movies by myself, just taking a time in the park and reading by myself. It is very, very rewarding to spend time alone and just be with your thoughts sometimes so that you can gain a little clarity on what your next steps are towards your dreams, towards your vision. So self-care looks like spending time alone. Number three, self-care looks like putting yourself first. 
This one is a real good one because I think that a lot of times many of us think putting ourselves first is being selfish. Many of us have this idea that you're not practicing humility by putting yourself first. But I remember hearing a definition or reading a quote that humility truly is not necessarily thinking less than of yourself, but just thinking of yourself less, meaning that you don't always have to be having the focus on you, but sometimes you need to put yourself first. If you recall, and I use this story all the time, anytime that you get on the airplane, they go through the different rules and regulations if there is an emergency in the aircraft. And what do they tell you to do? They tell you before you try to help somebody, put the mask on yourself First, So putting yourself first really is a benefit to other people. When you take care of yourself, when you consider yourself, when you put yourself first, then you can be a greater blessing to somebody else because you have not negated your own personal needs. And so practice true humility. And that is not thinking of yourself less than. It's just thinking of yourself less. Number four. Ask for what you need. There's that word again about asking. And a lot of times I had this problem about asking for what I need. I am a very independent, self-sufficient person. And so sometimes it is very challenging to ask for what I need because I always feel like that I can create and I can get what I need when I need it for what I need it for. But if you're going to practice self-care, you need to ask for what you need. There are people waiting to be a blessing to you. There are people waiting to help you. There are people waiting to be of benefit to you if you just ask for what you need. You've got to have the expectation that you already have what you need before you get it. And so I think that this is a great one, too, because sometimes there are challenges when you know that you are a person of resource and a person who is skilled and talented and gifted. Sometimes it can be hard to ask for what you need. But Dr. Lord says that self-care looks like asking for what you need. And so get in your mind. What is it that you need right now? And as you think about what you need. Think about the people who have what you need. Think about the relationships that you currently have where that relationship could provide you what you need when you need it. And so don't be shy. Don't be prideful. Don't be a person who just feels like that you have to do everything on your own. Ask for what you need. Number five, set boundaries. Self-care looks like setting boundaries. And sometimes we have a tendency to think that boundaries confine us, boundaries keep us from doing the things that we really want to do, but really and truly boundaries protect you. Boundaries protect you from, you know, individuals who really don't mean you any good. And self-care requires you to set boundaries. There are some limits in life and you want to protect your space. You want to protect your mindset. You want to protect your environment so that you are the best that you can be each and every day. And when you don't have boundaries, then you're teaching people to abuse you. You're teaching people to misuse you. You're teaching people how to treat you. And so setting boundaries really 
is important because what you're doing is sharing with individuals, sharing with others, you know, this is who I am. This is how I expect to be treated. This is how I expect to you to deal with me. These are the boundaries that I have in place in order to keep my peace of mind, in order to have some level of peace in my own life and to take care of myself because I know my limits. Self-care looks like setting boundaries. What boundaries do you currently have in place? What boundaries have you set for yourself and set for others? Because if you don't set the boundaries, guess what will happen? Others will set them for you. So self-care looks like setting boundaries. Number six, Self-care looks like staying at home. And this one is really precious to me because I can remember a time, especially when I was working professionally, that the only time I was at home was to sleep. It seemed like I was always on the go, always doing something, always away from the house, always doing all of these various activities. And the only thing that I was doing was sleeping at home. Home. And now that I'm an entrepreneur, I'd spend at least two to three days a week just at home in my home office getting things done, you know, getting things done around the house. You know, your house needs attention as well. Things can get out of hand, things can get unclean, and you need to tend to your things at home. So self-care looks like staying at home. I know that there are, the weather's getting better and it's warm and all of that good stuff, but take time just to stay at home. Watch a good movie invite others over and have a potluck or something. But you want to make sure that you spend time at home for self-care as well, because we have a lot of different things going on in our lives. And if I know you, like I think I know you, those of you who listen to the weekly podcast, I know that you are servant leaders, that you are people who are about your civic duty, and that you are individuals who are about impacting other people's lives. And so that can keep you busy and that can keep you out of your house a lot. But just know that self-care looks like staying at home sometimes. Number seven, and this probably is my favorite one, self-care looks like saying no. You know, I've always said that I believe the most valuable word in the dictionary is the word No. No can keep you out of a lot of situations. No can save your time. No can make you money. No can free up your time to do the things that you truly want to do. No can be your best friend. And so self-care looks like saying No, no gives you permission to say yes to the right things. You know, I've practiced this. No helps you to keep those people who don't mean you no good out of your space and out of your environment. I love the word no, and I really practice it more and more every day. No matter what people may say about me, no matter what people may think about me, I understand the power of No. So you need to use no more so that you can free up your life, free up your time to do the things that you're truly purposed to do, to do the things that you truly desire to do, to do the things that you're passionate about. And no is that word that can really create the life of your dreams because you are saying no to the right things so that you can say yes to the right things. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Self-care looks like 
saying no. Now, number eight is a deep one. Self-care looks like forgiving yourself. I know that many of us have different things that we've gone through in life, different decisions that we've made in life, and they've not always been the best of decisions. But what I've learned over the years is that in order for you to really be set free, in order for you to really have a fulfilling life, you got to learn how to forgive yourself. Forgiving yourself looks like letting go of the past. Forgiving yourself looks like letting go of those situations that you really didn't have any control over, but yet you have placed yourself the blame. Forgiving yourself releases you from the things of your past, and it helps you to be set free. You know, you don't want to hold yourself bondage to things that have, you know, been done in the past. You have to learn from your lessons, learn from the situations, grow from them, and then move forward in a better direction. Self-care looks like forgiving yourself and forgiving others as well because you don't want you to be held back in any kind of way. You don't want to be, you know, set back in any kind of way. And so forgive yourself for those things that you've done, whether they be knowingly or unknowingly. Be willing to forgive yourself and to forgive others so that you can set yourself free to do the things that you've been called to do. It's so important to forgive yourself so that you can be free to be who you were destined and purposed to be. Last but certainly not least, number nine, self-care looks like taking a step back. Sometimes you have to take steps back in order to take steps forward. I'm reminded of the archer who shoots the bow and arrow. In order for the archer to hit the target, what does he have to do or what does she have to do? She has to pull back the bow and then aim. Sometimes you have to take the step back in order to have the proper aim. And self-care looks like taking the step back. I've taken steps back quite often just to reevaluate, just to have a more clearer vision, just to have a different perspective, because sometimes we make rash and quick decisions. And being able to take a step back is grace. Being able to take a step back is mercy. And so I like the idea that self-care is taking a step back so that you can sometimes readjust your perspective, readjust your vision, and plan a little better a new way. You know, a lot of times we think taking steps back, we are missing out on something or we're losing out on something. But really and truly, self-care and taking steps back really helps to set you up for greater success. It helps to set you up for what it is that you need to gain from the experience. I like something Bishop T.D. Jakes said once before that I've held on to for several years now, and he said, be careful not to let your gifting take you to places where your character cannot keep you. And so sometimes we have to take steps back so that we work on the character things, so that we mature in the right way, and that we don't get to a place where we're aborting things that are supposed to be a blessing to us. So self-care looks like taking the step back. 
nine ways self-care can be or what self-care looks like. Let's review those again. Self-care looks like asking for help. Self-care looks like spending time alone. Self-care looks like putting yourself first. Self-care looks like asking for what you need. Self-care looks like setting boundaries. Self-care looks like staying at home sometimes. Self-care looks like saying no. Self-care looks like forgiving yourself. And self-care looks like taking a step back. I appreciate Dr. Laura posting this on her Facebook page. Once again, if you desire to get that infographic, just go to Facebook and type in the search engine, Dr. Laura Lewis. She is an Atlanta-based psychologist, and she shared this, and I was like, this would be a great topic to discuss. I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of the Marquise Brayton Podcast on what self-care looks like. I hope that there were some nuggets that you were able to gain from this episode. As usual, I invite you to go to iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify and leave me a rating or review of today's show. And remember, I was asking you to share with me whether or not you like Tuesdays or Wednesdays to for me to share the podcast. I look forward to reading your responses and I just want you to remember this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Have a great rest of your week.